Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate you. This program is all about educating seniors and their caregivers, helping them make informed decisions. This is a trusted place for you and your family. If you have a question, you can visit online at SeniorCareLive.com. You can also give us a call if you'd like to at 1-800-331-6445. All right, so on the program, as I've mentioned many times before, there are several core categories to Senior Care Live, and one very important core category is how to pay for the high cost of senior care. And I've discussed many, many times on the program some of the prices, and I I always have to warn you, now wait a minute, if you're in your car, you might want to pull over because I don't want to cause anyone to wreck the car, (laughs) right? Or, uh, you know, hide your wallet or put your checkbook away because, uh, you know, it it can get pretty expensive, frankly. So um, one of the subcategories within that large category of how to pay for the high cost of senior care is in one of those ways is long-term care insurance. Well, what does that mean, Steve? Long-term care insurance. Well, I've, I have Medicare. So, I mean, isn't that the same thing? And the answer is no, it is not the same thing. Medicare, uh, just think of Medicare as your health insurance. And that'll pay for your hospitalizations, your trip to the doctor's office, your labs and your x-rays. And most most policies uh, that have a Part D included, or if you add a Part D for your medication or your prescription drug coverage, uh, will help you pay for at least part of your medica- uh, your medications. And you know, like my mom, I mean, she was paying a lot of money every single month, and we changed her plan, and she's paying for all of her medicines about five bucks a month. Some of them are literally free of charge. So it it matters on that. But but the bottom line is your Medicare is your health insurance coverage. Just think of it as your health insurance. And 
So long-term care is a very special type of insurance that helps you pay for, guess what? Your long-term care. <laughs> How about that? So, so, and I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down here over this over this first part of the program today. But uh, long-term care insurance policies, first of all, I I think I, you know they got off to kind of a tough start. I think they they have a little bit of a bad rap out there. So, uh, you know, back in the '90s. Uh, it was uh, nurse. It was a nursing home policy, nursing home coverage. Boy, that sounds really exciting, doesn't it? Would you like to buy a policy that's a nursing home policy? Oh, no, thank you, no, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, over the years, the companies got smarter and better, and they understood that people didn't want to be just limited to coverage for long-term care. They also wanted their policies to pay for other types of long-term care. And so uh, all of the policies today and a lot of the older policies have been updated, uh, but but any, you know, all of the newer ones uh, are geared uh, to meet your your exact needs, whether you're you need a little bit of help or you need full and total care. There is a an inflation uh, protection uh, rider that is optional. I'll cover that here in just a minute. But most of them do today pay for home care, not just nursing home care, but home care. So care in your home on an hourly basis. They will pay for adult daycare, which is a really great service uh, for a lot of folks, and it'll help you pay for that. It will pay for assisted living. Uh, so at that assisted living level of care, and of course, it will help pay for the long-term care level of care, also known as a nursing home. So it will pay for all of those things. Okay, so we have some components in every single long-term care insurance policy that we're going to have to break down and talk about. So first is the elimination period. And, and if you have a policy, you can you can uh, open and open it right up to the you know front. Maybe there's a maybe there's an index and a table of contents, and then you're going to have kind of like a declaration page that should have all of this uh, kind of condensed. It's like a little executive summary, if you will. So the first part, an elimination period. Well, what is that? So I'd like to meet the person who said. Let's not call this a deductible. We want to be different. We'll call it an elimination period. I mean, what is that? Who? And and then so someone suggested that, and then someone else thought that was a great idea. And I'm just like, wow. Okay, <laughs> it's a deductible. It's a deductible. Don't tell anyone, but it's a deductible. <laughs> so, uh, but they have to call it an elimination period for some weird reason. If you're in long-term care insurance, give me a call. Let me know why it's called an elimination period. Educate me and uh, maybe we'll talk about that. But um, I recommend a deductible elimination period of 90 days or less. And what that means is if you have a 90-day elimination period, that means that you will pay for the cost of whatever you're paying for, home care, adult daycare, assisted living, long-term care, you'll pay for that out of pocket for 90 days. And then on day 91, then the policy will start paying out a daily benefit. Now, that that's this is just kind of a starting point at 90 days. If you want to lower your monthly premium, 
And if you if you're okay with paying more out of pocket on the front side of this policy, you can raise it up to 120 days or maybe 150 or maybe 180. Now, that's going to be a lot of money out of pocket, but it would also lower your premiums. So it's just like your your auto insurance. If you have a $500 deductible, your premium is whatever it is. If you have a $2,500 deductible, your premium is much, much lower. Uh, and, and then it goes the other way. If you want a shorter elimination period, say 60 days or 30 days or zero days, then that just means that it's less out of pocket for you on the front end of activating this insurance policy, but that also makes your premiums increase. So that is a uh, kind of a lever, if you will, that you can push it and pull it to alter or change your your premiums. And a good uh, long-term care insurance broker can help you kind of salt and pepper uh, to taste, if you will, uh, as far as all of these different variables in your policy to get the coverage you need and the premium that you can afford. Okay, number two, the daily benefit. So these things pay out a certain number of, you know, just it, it's a dollars per day. Okay, I recommend a minimum, minimum of $200 per day. And I, I actually think you should probably be closer to about $250 per day. Now, why is that? Well, if you needed long-term care, which would be the most expensive level of care versus, you know, assisted living versus long-term care, and you wanted a semi-private room, which is a shared room, that is averaging in in this broadcast radius about $7,500 per month, about 250 a day. How about that? Okay, so hopefully that makes sense. Now you can have a lower daily benefit again that will lower your premiums, but it also, you know, may not pay for enough uh, of the cost. Now, if you have set up some in, some investments and your investments say that hey, you know, the investments will yield and pay $150 per day, and if your minimum coverage goal is 250 a day, then maybe you just need to supplement your investments and you have a long-term care insurance policy for $100 a day. And that along with your 150 that you uh, 150 a day that you have set up and your investments are taking care of, the total of that is that meets that minimum threshold of $250 per day. So so if you can self-fund part of your long-term care then the long-term care insurance policy can can then pay the difference of that up to whatever your goal is. Uh, you could request a higher daily benefit of you know three hundred dollars a day or something you know uh, three fifty something like that, and you can definitely do that. Again, that would make your premium higher. So uh, all of these things need to be taken into consideration when uh, when when developing your long-term care insurance policy. All right, number three, how long of a term do you need? Well, I recommend at least a five-year term, and that's because all of the numbers 
say that if you end up moving to a senior care community, you're going to be there for approximately five years, just a little bit less than that. So you're just covering the average. You can buy longer terms and again, you know, maybe seven or eight years, but then again, you know, that raises your premium, but I wouldn't buy anything less than a five year term. And coming up next, I'll continue the conversation on long-term care insurance and some of the other pieces uh, of that insurance policy that I recommend. But first, the Senior Care Live question of the week. All continuing care retirement communities have entrance fees. Is that statement true or false? I'll have the answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And you can stream this program to any electronic device at SeniorCareLive.com and now through the app Radio.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. All continuing care retirement communities have entrance fees. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... False. The answer is false. And later on in the program, I am going to explain that fully. So hang on. Don't go away. That's going to be a very, very interesting subject that I'll that I'll unpack here in just a little bit. All right. So back to the overview of long-term care insurance. Remember, long-term care insurance is a very special type of insurance that will help you pay for your, what else, long-term care. It's not only limited to a nursing home coverage or long-term care coverage, it will also pay for home care, adult day care, assisted living, and long-term care. All right, so on to the next I, I think this one is just non-negotiable. The next major issue with long-term care insurance, as far as what you absolutely must have included in your policy, is an inflation rider. It's a 5% inflation rider. Uh, this is not a, uh, boy, it'd be sure nice to have that in my policy. This is a must-have component in your long-term care insurance policy, period. It's not negotiable in my opinion. And I'm going to tell you why here in just a second. Uh, but what that means is that every single year to keep up with the rising cost of senior care, and it's it's going up like everything else is a little bit every year, every single year, that daily benefit of 200 or $250 a day or whatever it is, bumps up 5% every single year. And that's so that it can keep up with the annual cost increases that the majority of these providers 
uh, will have every single year. Uh, in our area, the average annual cost increase, you can set your watch to this, 3 to 5%. Now, some places, they may not change their price or increase their cost at all. They may hold steady for this next upcoming year, and then they'll have one the following year. So they may not increase it every year, uh, but I would plan, a, a solid plan would be 3 to 5% per year. Now, why is that important? Okay, I worked with, through my firm, Senior Care Consulting, I worked with a really nice couple. This has been, oh gosh, maybe three or four years ago. And we were meeting, uh, her husband needed long-term care. He had, uh, you know, a, a lot of needs and he needed you know, a lot of medical attention and, and pretty heavy daily care. So he needed that long-term care, also known as a nursing home. Uh, and that's the level of care that he needed, about $7,500 a month. So they were really excited to let me know that, hey, Steve, we have one of those long-term care insurance policies. We bought it about 20 years ago. And, uh, and, and this is just, this is just wonderful. Now, uh, we're, you know, we're going to get the payoff on this, on this policy. I said, okay, great, great. Well, let, let's, let's take a look at that. So we took a look at it and it was about 20 years old. And again, this is, you know, a few years ago and it paid a hundred dollars a day. And I'm like, okay. So 20 years ago, a hundred dollars a day, that, that was good. I mean, that, that was good coverage. It was great. So then I kept looking and kept looking and I didn't see the inflation rider. And then I asked them, does this policy have that 5% inflation rider? They said, well, no, it doesn't. What is that? And I'm like, oh no. So that policy that they've been paying on for the last 20 years is sitting, still sitting there at $100 a day, which would pay $3,000 per month. Now, the, here's the problem with that, is that the long-term care communities in our area, they average about $7,500 per month, and that's for a, a semi-private or a shared room. So they are short by $4,500 per month. And I asked them, do you have investments or do you have the ability you know, with your income and you know maybe some interest or, or some other assets to make up that shortfall of $4,500 per month? Because remember, our total cost is $7,500. Their policy pays $3,000, so we're $4,500 short. And they looked at me and they said, no, we, we can't, we couldn't pay that. So the long and the short of it is they paid premiums on a long-term care insurance policy that did not go up every year. When they needed it 20 years later, it only paid about half of the cost of long-term care. They could not make up the difference and so they had to do the division of assets and apply for Medicaid uh, for him immediately. And essentially, they literally threw away their premiums for 20 years because it, it didn't pay out enough to make a difference. So that's why I, and I've seen that more than once. So you have to be really, really careful. Uh, and, you, and you need that 5% inflation rider because had they had that 
on their policy, they would have been in good shape and it would have paid for his care and it would have been close enough. They could have made up the difference with his uh, part of his income, not even all of it. And they would have been in good shape, but they didn't have it. So they had to qualify for Medicaid and that's not what they wanted. That's not what they wanted at all. And so, you know, I've had a lot of people say, well, you know, I'm just, uh, I don't know about that long-term care insurance. I, I just feel like I'm just kind of throwing my money away. What if I don't use it? And I always say, you know what? If you don't use your long-term care insurance, then you you just won the lottery. <laughs> okay. Uh, only about 5 or 6% of us have long-term care insurance. But how many of us will pay for long-term care insurance in our lifetime? Over 70% percent of us okay so the odds are you're going to need this and you're not throwing your money away and if and if you don't need it that's fantastic now there there are a lot of a uh, lot of new policies that are hybrid that says okay if you don't if you're one of the very fortunate 30 percent that never have to pay for long-term care then uh, this will pay out a death benefit upon your death so there's a life insurance component uh, worked in with that long-term care uh, insurance uh, coverage. And then that way you've got kind of both sides covered if you should not actually need it. At what age should you buy long-term care insurance? Well, I always say 55 years is about the sweet spot, you know, plus or minus five years. Dave Ramsey says buy it on your 60th birthday and that's fine. Uh, but the bottom line is the older you are, the more the premiums are because you're closer, statistically closer to needing to use that long-term care insurance. Uh, so, and you also have to qualify with your good health. So you have to be really careful, but the bottom line is long-term care insurance is incredible. It's no longer an option. And I would absolutely recommend you to buy a long-term care insurance policy from a broker that can shop all of the different companies out there and get you the right policy at the right price. I'll have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget to check out our podcast of every recent episode of this program, again, at SeniorCareLive.com. All right, I'm going to circle back and hit one more, what I think is just a really major point on these long-term care insurance policies, and then I'll, I'll shift gears and move on to a different subject. But let's talk very briefly about an aspect that I, most people don't even know what this is. They don't know if they have it. They don't know if they need it. Uh, I'm saying this one is even more non-negotiable than that 5% inflation rider. And that is this. Your policy must, 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 I, I should say must maybe a hundred times, must be a state partnership plan. Okay, Steve, what's a state partnership plan? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> that, that's a that's a good question. 
All right. So let's say in the state of Kansas and Missouri, uh, you have long-term care insurance and your long-term care insurance policy is a state partnership plan and not all of them are. So you have to request it or maybe get a different plan, uh, make sure, you know, to make sure your plan is a state partnership plan. And what that means is that the state keeps track of all of the money that this long-term care insurance policy pays out. And then down the road, if you should exhaust all of your benefits, say you have a three-year benefit uh, period or maybe four-year, two-year, five-year, and now the policy has exhausted itself and it is it no longer pays out that daily benefit. Now you're into your own assets and let's say you spend down and you need to qualify for Medicaid. This is why the state partnership plan is so important. In the states of Kansas and Missouri, the state Medicaid program says we will match you dollar for dollar on your spend down. Now, here's what that means. Let me just give you an example. If your long-term care insurance policy pays out $100,000 and you use that and that helped you pay for your care, okay, the state says, well, you just saved us $100,000 because if you wouldn't have had your long-term care insurance policy, we would have been on the hook for the 100000 So here's what we're going to do as a thank you for having a long-term care insurance policy. Your spend down is not $2,000 in Kansas. It's $102,000 in Kansas. Your spend down in Missouri is not down to $4,000, Right. Uh, you get to keep a hundred and four thousand dollars. Let me so let, let me say that again. You would have to spend down your assets. I've talked about this so many times on the program to where you have two thousand dollars left or four thousand dollars left. Well, if you're and that's that's normal. That's traditional Medicaid spend down. If your policy paid out a hundred thousand dollars then you get to hold on to not $2,000, but you get to hold on and keep and retain 102. So let's say if you had $202,000, your spend down is $100,000 down to $102,000, and then you would qualify for Medicaid with $102,000 in your account or $104,000 in this particular example in your account. So what you've done is you have essentially protected your assets by the amount of the payout of the long-term care insurance policy. So uh, again, here I am talking, you know, throwing around numbers and in dollars. Hopefully that's more clear than mud. <laughs> so so the bottom line is the amount that your long-term care insurance pays out. And in an example, $100,000, you ultimately get to keep that, that much money, even if you're needing a nursing home and you're needing to qualify for Medicaid, you get to hold on to that and spend down 
to that $102,000 or $104,000, just as an example. So uh, again, long-term care insurance pays for home care, adult daycare, assisted living, and long-term care, also known as the nursing home. Elimination period, which is essentially a deductible of 90, 90 days, uh, you know, that's that's pretty normal. Uh, a shorter elimination period means less out of pocket on the front end of your of your cost, but it also increases your premium. A longer elimination period uh, means more out of pocket for you up front, but your premium is less. A daily benefit of a minimum of two hundred dollars a day, and I would say two hundred and fifty dollars a day is actually uh, more of an ideal minimum. Five year term, longer if possible. 5% inflation rider, uh, that's not negotiable, in my opinion. And the policy must be a state partnership plan. And again, in my opinion, not negotiable. All right. So as promised, I'm going to shift gears and talk about continuing care retirement communities. And so what is that? If you ever hear that acronym CCRC, that is a Continuing Care Retirement Community. And what that means is that you have uh, all three major or primary levels of care, all three options under one roof or maybe available uh, in a campus style of a setting, but with the same organization, maybe just in different buildings, if you will. So a continuing care retirement community would include independent living. It would include assisted living, and then it would also include uh, long-term care. And the concept there is pretty simple. It's, uh, it's very popular, and it's something that I am personally interested in when, uh, you know, when I get to that point uh, of, uh, you know, considering, you know, downsizing from our home, moving to a senior care community. I think it's, it's a very attractive option. So the concept is to sell your home and move into an independent living apartment. So that's where you move into an independent living apartment. And, and it could be a freestanding villa or a duplex or something like that. I, I would say that the the majority of the inventory in our area would be nice apartments and uh, they'll prepare a meal for you, maybe a couple of meals a day. You're still fully independent, but you have socialization opportunities. You're around a lot of other people. There are transportation options for you. Of course, you can still have your car there, but the bottom line is that you're still fully independent. All right. And then as you age in place, and maybe you start to decline a little bit, and maybe you need a little bit of help with some of those daily activities, such as bathing, dressing, grooming, uh, help with your medications. Maybe you need all of your meals prepared now. In uh, some of these, you know, some of these activities of daily living, you're going to need maybe a little bit of help, maybe a lot of help with. You don't really have to. You're not going to move from the organization. You're just going to transition to their assisted living level of care. It might just be right down the hall. Or it could be maybe across the parking lot or across the lawn, and maybe they have a, a freestanding assisted living building or community there, but you're still within the same organization. 
Okay. And then you live there for a period of time. And let's say that you develop some medical issues that require even more care and more help and more attention. Now you can, again, age in place and then transition to the long-term care. Uh, some folks still call it a nursing home, but you know, long-term care part of the community and then get even more care there and don't even have to change your address. Because a, a lot of these places, all of that is under one roof. It's a large, large building, and you can just move you know, from point A to point B to point C within the same building and literally never change your address. And so that is the concept of moving from your home to a continuing care retirement community. And again, you start off in independent living. If you need more help, you can transition to assisted living. And if you need more help than that, you can transition to long-term care. And, and the bottom line is, you know, you're, you're investing in a, a tremendous peace of mind, understanding that when you move there, uh, that's it. You you don't have to ever move again because they've got you. They they have all of the different options, all of the different levels of care that you'll need, and and that is your new home, and and they can cover your needs no matter what. All right. So some of them offer memory care, and some of them do not, and so there are definite differences from you know one place to the next. But all of them have independent living, assisted living, and long-term care. And coming up next, we're going to talk about entrance fees. What is an entrance fee? And uh, a huge question, do all continuing care retirement communities have entrance fees? And of course, that was the Senior Care Live question of the week, and that answer was false. I'll explain that coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right, back to the overview of a CCRC, Continuing Care Retirement Community. And again, it has all the, the, the big three, the independent living, assisted living, and long-term care. The concept is you sell your home, you move into a nice independent living apartment, and then you can age in place. And and you can transition to the assisted living level of care if you need a little bit of help with your activities of daily living. Then you can transition to long-term care if you need more help than that. And so, and 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 never have to leave the organization. And many times, if the if they offer all three of those levels under one roof, uh, then you literally don't even have to change your address. And that's uh, that's a really really nice option. So. Let's talk about entrance fees. What is an entrance fee? Well, an entrance fee is a six-figure fee uh, to basically to uh, to move in to the place. 
Now, there are some places, and there, there are some really, really good places, and they are rental only. And what that is, is when you move in, you pay for what you need as you go. So you would pay the, you know, whatever the rental, monthly rental rate might be, you know, $3,200, $4,500, whatever that number is, you would just pay for that. And then if you needed to move to assisted living, then you would pay for that. If you move to long-term care, you would pay for that. So you would just pay for what you need and do that as you go. But some places have entrance fees, and that's where you would write a check for, um, and again, if you're driving, might want to pull over, <laughs> don't don't swerve your car. <laughs> An entrance fee might be anywhere from about $150,000 to uh, $600,000. And that's a one-time upfront entrance fee. And most of those contracts have a 90% clause in it to, to mean that uh, you or your estate would receive 90%. Uh, so if, if you would just choose to move, you would get 90% of that back. Uh, if you should live there for the rest of your life and pass away, then your estate would receive 90% of that large upfront fee uh, back to your estate. Now, there are some other contracts that might return 80% to you or your estate, 70%, uh, I've seen 50% returns. And then uh, some of these are tied into what's uh, referred to as a life care agreement or a life care contract. And what that means, let's say you write a check for $300,000 and you move into the place. And then uh, one particular place I, I have in mind, uh, 2% of that money is amortized 2% per month over 50 months. So, uh, so, so that that entrance fee decreases by 2% per month. If you left, you know, in, in 25 months, okay, then you're going to get half of it back. Uh, if you're there for 50 months, then that goes down to zero. So money in your pile has slowly moved into their pile or, or, or their account, if you will. Uh, and there would be a $0 refund after 50 months. Okay, so guaranteed, there's some people right now saying, well, Steve, why would I want to do that? Okay, well, this, this is an interesting concept. Uh, you are essentially prepaying for future, uh, for discounted future healthcare costs. So how that works is, say you move into independent living, and let's say, let's use some easy math here. Uh, let's say your independent living cost is $4,000. Then when you move to assisted living, that should cost $6,000. Well, basically you're price locked. You're locked into that $4,000 per month. So instead of spending $6,000 in assisted living, you spend $4,000 a month in assisted living. And now that's discounted by $2,000 per month. And that'll add up pretty quick, pretty quickly. And then let's say that at some point, then you need to transition to long-term care, and that is $9,000 per month. Well, you are still locked in at $4,000 per month, and now your discount is $5,000 per month. And you see, 
the longer you are, the more that adds up. And many people move into these continuing care retirement communities with these life care contracts. They move in when they're fairly young, relatively young. They might live there for 20 or 25 years, and they literally uh, save way more than the entrance fee that they paid. So that ends up being a great financial deal for them. Now, the problem with these 50-month, uh, you know, this 50-month amortization, after 50 months, there's a zero refund. Well, what happens if you unexpectedly pass away in the 51st month? Well, that was not a good investment at all. So this is not for everyone. But I think it's a good deal for some people. And with my firm, Senior Care Consulting, I help my clients uh, walk through all of this and, and consider everything to consider you know, their best value, their best uh, path. And I'll say that for the majority of my clients, uh, they don't. They would rather have two or three or four hundred thousand uh, dollars in the hands of their financial advisor, <laughs> right? They said, hey, I've got a great financial guy. You know, he, he's done super, super well. Uh, he and his company, they've uh, they've done right by us. And and uh, we do not want to tie up that much money uh, and take it out of his hands or her hands. We just don't want to do that. So we are not interested in that. We're interested in the rental-only option. Are there any good places with rental-only options? And let me say, there are some excellent, excellent, continuing care retirement communities with a rental only option and you just pay for what you need and pay as you go. And there's no six figure upfront check that you're going to have to write. And, and, and again, the concept there, you move into independent living, you can transition to assisted living, transition to long-term care if and when needed and, and just pay for what you need and not tie up 150 300000 $600,000. That's not necessary. Uh, but you know, for some people, they're very interested in that, and that is a, a great option for them. So uh, with Senior Care Consulting, my firm, we, we're helping more and more couples and individuals uh, consider continuing care retirement communities. And what we do uh, it is when we engage with a client and their family, we develop a care profile, which is essentially a geriatric care assessment. And we talk about, do we want independent living only? We determine if we need assisted living or long-term care. And, and a lot of folks just want to transition from their house to an independent living uh, uh, apartment and then age in place. So we're working with more and more people with that continuing care retirement community search and selection process. And I'll tell you what, we have saved lots and lots of people over six figures because we don't let our clients make a mistake. We find out what they want, what they need, and then we help you through that process so that you can find and choose the best fit available. If you should be interested in more information about that, my firm, Senior Care Consulting, just reach out, give us a call at 913-945-2800 or visit online at SeniorCareConsulting.com. All right, I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. 
May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.